The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What is going on today, Fightful Faithful? Today we are back here with a brand new interview with the incredibly talented Miss Debbie Keitel. Uh, just, uh, how are you doing today, Debbie? I'm good. I'm good. Happy to be here. <laughs> Excellent to have you uh, here today. And uh, we're going to start off with uh, a question about um, the Woke Queens as uh-huh. a concept I, I i'm very curious to know uh as a concept with working with Aoife now lyra obviously how that came to be and how it kind of grew to be what it was throughout your run together it kind of just happened um we were kind of we were we were in ott but we we didn't really have like a a long-term storyline and we kind of said to ourselves like you know what if we like joined forces or you know formed like a, a group and how how could we make this last longer than just one you know one match and uh joe had pitched to us you know he's like he, he basically needed two heels and he said uh i just need you to do this one thing and then um we'll, we'll put you in different directions and we were both kind of like no like this is so unique it's so different um so we kind of pushed for us to stay together and we we started just uh, attacking people on social media and we we got started getting called uh woke queens and they were like hmm what could we call ourselves and then someone one of our camera people were like uh well why don't you just call yourselves woke queens because everyone's already calling you that and we were like bingo okay so we just went with that and um yeah, it just got it just kind of happened. We did one interview in OTT where we kind of formed an alliance and you know, we kind of started to build there, but it was really when we kind of debuted in Eve that the character perspective of World Queens came to be. You know, you had um Eva who was the serious wrestler and you know, she really mean business and then you had me this loud mouth coffee drinking charismatic queen and then just the combination of the two of us brought out the best in both of us and being able to kind of do a lot of trial and error things um between the two companies we really kind of found who we wanted to be and i think honestly if it wasn't for the amount of work that we put in into promo and content and stuff online i don't think we would have been as successful as we were but you know it just it, it, it was so funny how it just started off the two of us, you know, trying to think of an idea. And then six months down the line, we were we were everywhere. It was huge. It just like we just took off. Yeah. And obviously now Lyra slash Aoife is getting a lot of success. She's the NXT Women's Champion. She beat Becky Lynch for that championship. And for you, what is that like to see someone who you were so who you are so close with succeed on that level? And obviously from Fight Factory as well. 
It's incredible. Like I've I've always been I'll always be a congratulator over a hater. I, I love to see people doing well, especially like my closest friends. Um it's incredible. Like every time I turn on a, like a channel, one of my friends is is wrestling in TNA or they're wrestling in NXT or they're in the WWE. They're they're everywhere. So it's incredible to be able to see and and support that as well. And the fact that, you know, Lyra is is Irish as well is a plus um but yeah it's incredible to see that you know we have like a handful of women on this island and we have you know we're getting fewer and fewer <laughs> as the years go by and um, so to be able to see an Irish woman on our tv screens is incredible and the fact that she's my best friend as well is is pretty cool and uh, just to stay with the theme of NXT, when you were in NXT UK, you did have a match with one Rhea Ripley very early on in her <laughs> career in WWE. And now to see the heights that she's gone to, she's practically the biggest women's star in all of wrestling, one of the biggest stars in wrestling now. For you, does that inspire you as someone who did get the chance to work with early on and to see the way she's kind of just blew up? Oh, completely. Like, I thought, like, she was a huge star when I worked with her. Um, but the, compared to where she is now, which is like mega stardom, um, it's incredible to see the tran her transition from, you know, NXT UK to main roster. And it's, it is so inspired, inspiring because it means that anyone, like, anyone can do it if you put your mind to it. But um, Rhea is, is a really nice girl. She probably doesn't want you to know that. <laughs> But she's she's a really nice woman, and uh, she was incredible to work with. And you know the experience I gained working with her, what I learned from her, and you know backstage, um, being able to work with her and stuff like that. She's just an incredible person, and um, she was really rooting for me in NXT. So I I'll always appreciate that. And just to, like as someone who did have a, a stint in NXT UK, obviously there's been a lot of talk of NXT Europe. It's been pushed mm -hmm. back a bit. But is that something that when it does make its debut, is that something that's on your radar again? Or are you more focused on, obviously you've said that you want to take over the UK scene this year. And is that something that you're more focusing on now? Or is that an eventual end to your story kind of on the independent scene, do you think? Or... I don't think there's an end to anyone's story because I think if if there is, then you're already kind of setting yourself up for things to go a certain way. And I think we've all learned, especially after the pandemic, that you can't just put your eggs in the one, all your eggs in the one basket because life doesn't work that way. Um, so to say that that would be my end goal or, you know, that's where I'm going to finish my story or that's the end for me. I don't want to be that person. I want to be open to everything and anything. I want to enjoy what comes now and not just what may come in the future. Because I think, you know, spend, you spend so much time chasing something that if it's not, what's basically what's for you won't pass you. So if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. I honestly have no idea where I'm going to be in six months time, <laughs> never mind, you know, in 10 years time. So it, it really depends, but I'm open to everything and I'm just going to enjoy the process and stop trying to control everything. And if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. So um, there's a, loads of places I want to work. I'd love to work for the NWA. I'd love to look, work for TNA. I'd love to work for NXT again. And if NXT Europe comes a knocking, I'm not going to say no. So um, it, it really depends, but like I'm open to everything and um, I'm just going to enjoy it this time around instead of trying to control it because you know 
you can't control everything, especially in in the entertainment or sports entertainment industry. So. Uh, you did mention how different your your and Aoife's characters were when you were working together, but your character is a very unique one in itself. And I'm just wondering what inspirations came into that and what led you to that character direction? Uh, there's there's so many, like I know so many, like l- loud mouth women and like, you know, like, a lot of my inspiration comes from uh, Patsy Stone, <laughs> ironically, in um, Absolutely Fabulous. Um, just, you know, uh, there's so many movies. I love films. I love movies. Like ev- my gear, my persona, my everything comes from a film, like literally everything. And, um, you know, there was a character called Debbie in the Adams family who um, turned out who was the nanny and she was so loud and she wore all white and she had a blonde bob and she was just you know, she looked so elegant. And then the minute she opened her mouth, it was like, oh, she was like a terrible person. And I just like pulled little things like that from films. And I was like, oh, this is this is who I think Debbie should be. And this is how I want to act. And this is how I want to carry myself. And this is what I want to wear. And this is you know, how I'll hold a cup. And, you know, I just pulled different things from like film and TV. So, um, and then it just kind of happened. And it turns out that it's actually quite natural to be, <laughs> to be that way. You, you did mention, of course, uh, your your uh, film buff uh, past. Uh, someone who doesn't quite have the same uh, appreciation for film, should we say, is Miss mm. Anita Vaughan, who you have been working with very closely as part of the gals recently. And uh, just, I'm wondering, what is it like? What's it like to be? Uh, what's it been like to work with Anita so closely? And when you have that large difference aside uh just how it's been really to work with her um she's amazing to work with we are complete opposites like complete opposites but then again me and lyra were as well um but it's so funny because like with av um i'll I'll, like quote a movie or i'll like I'll, i'll do a bit from a movie and she's just like she just hasn't a clue what I'm talking about. She doesn't know what I'm referencing. Genuinely, the only movie she's seen is Finding Nemo. Um, I made her watch, um, I love Adam Sandler. I made her watch uh, Big Daddy and she oh. sat there and just, it was like, I don't know. It was like, it was like she was watching a documentary on paint drying. It was no reaction, looking at her phone, no interest. And then I made her watch Hocus Pocus. Now, I guarantee she can't tell you anything that happened in that movie. But she, her eyes were open and she was looking at a screen. But I guarantee she couldn't tell you what was going on. But, um, yeah, so I'm just going to teach her the way, you know. I'm going to show her the way, introduce her to some films. Even um, recently we put up something on Twitter and uh, people were um, copying our picture onto movies. And she was like, I'm, I don't know what that is. I don't know who that is. I don't know what that's about. I don't know what, she didn't get any of the references. I was sitting at home look, looking at my phone with tears in my eyes, looking at some of the stuff. And she just had no concept of what, what any of it was. But um, yeah, with, with, with AV, like, it's so funny because like she was she was training in a separate school and she was working for different promotions as she was coming up. And then um, she started training at Five Factory and we started working really closely together. And I love tag team wrestling. I'm really passionate about tag team wrestling. And 
I love having someone to bounce off of, whether it just be for promo or, you know, whatever it is, I love bouncing off someone. And, you know, I was starting to pick things up again and I kind of pitched the idea to her, well, what if we, what if we joined forces, you know, what if we did something? And uh, she was all for it. Um, but sometimes I think she's like, mm, not sure about that. Like when I made her dress up as Patsy <laughs> Stone from Absolutely Fabulous, she had never seen it. And I said, and I, I gave her the jacket and I was like, just put that on. And she was like, I don't, I, like, I don't know how to wear this. And I was like, just that just stand really tall and kind of bent over and have a cigarette or whatever and she was just like I don't know what any of this is she ended up going out smashing it she did a little crash course on Instagram reels on Patsy Stone and Abbab but um yeah we're definitely opposites but uh we we bring out a lot of humor uh, in, in each other so um yeah she's really really fun to work with and I'm enjoying it like a lot <laughs> Um, throughout your time on the Irish and UK scene, you've you did manage to win the OTT Women's World Title, and you did hold it for over a year. And mm -hmm. I'm wondering for you to get that type of title reign under your belt. What did that do for your confidence, and just for what you want to accomplish next? Is is the next goal obviously another world title this time in the UK? Possibly, like when when I I had uh, uh, after the pandemic, I went straight to the UK and um, to to work, and uh, I wasn't sure if you know if if I was going to stick it out. I was kind of testing the waters to see if it was something because we had had such a long break after the pandemic. It was like eighteen, nineteen months before any of us even thought about you know what was next. And I started uh, doing a couple of shows in the UK, and OTT reached out to me and asked me would I come back. And I, I just wasn't sure if um, if I was the person, you know. So um, when I when I went back to OTT, I kind of took it month by month to try to ease my way back in. And I was very fortunate to be able to work with CT Flexer um, during the first couple of months. And after a while, I kind of really got into the swing of things. And I was like, I actually think that this might be a possibility. I actually think that I can do this. Um, and obviously your confidence comes back as well the more matches you have, um, especially after such a long break as well. I know we're all sick of talking about it, <laughs> about it but there was such a long break. Um, and I realized then that I actually do think I can I can handle it because it's a lot of pressure on your shoulders as well because you're at the forefront of a, of a division and um, you're responsible for how that um, is represented and how it's portrayed uh, uh, online and, you know, within the company. And I realized that, you know, out of everything that I've done in wrestling up until that point, I've never, I've never had a, held a world title. And I just really thought that like, that was my time. And um, when it happened, like it was incredibly emotional in front of like almost 3000 people in the national stadium it was pretty insane. <laughs> um, but uh, it was an incredible experience. Um, hard work, definitely hard work, but um, it was an incredible experience. And you know, um, I learned a lot about myself and um, how you should carry yourself. I learned a lot about that as well. And um, yeah, it was just a really, really incredible experience. And I think um, I think Sasha Martina is is more than capable of of taking over now, and she's going to bring that division to new heights. And uh, obviously, like I said, you have been saying that this is going to be your year to take over the UK scene, and coming up is your return to progress. And mm -hmm. I do have to ask, obviously, the big news recently for Progress, the merger with Defy. Um, for you, 
obviously it's starting off in Manchester where when you're going to make your next appearance. But with that merger, does that open up a door for you to possibly compete in the US with the five? Is that something that would interest you or are you happy where you are right now? Oh, absolutely. I always want to evolve. I always want to travel. I always want to, you know, I, I want to wrestle in America and I hope I do in the near future. Um, so if it is a possibility, absolutely, I jump at the chance. Um, as I said, right now, I just want to be everywhere. You know, I want people to turn on their phones or on Instagram or on Twitter and I'm there. I want to be in the conversation again. I feel like I, I held back for, for years now where, you know, I just kind of stuck to one thing whereas now I'm open to so many things and I want to travel I want to work everywhere and anywhere I want to work with everyone and anyone and I want I, I, I genuinely want to be in the conversation I want to be name dropped in those conversations where people are talking about the top talent in the UK because I do think I've worked very hard to get where I am and I do deserve to be in those conversations so between yeah between uh debuting at north going back to progress a lot of stuff coming up in scotland as well i'm just really excited to get back over and really kind of sink my teeth into my new opportunities <laughs> obviously you have mentioned the, uh, the promotion quite a bit personally all women's yeah. promotion and um, just for you as in that to have that promotion in the uk to have full women's promotion it's it's been taken off a lot as of late especially and you did mention the rumble the costume rumble which for me personally was one of my favorite matches so far this year <laughs> just for the costumes it was absolutely phenomenal but yeah in general with pro wrestling for you as a woman in the the uk scene is that such a big thing to have an all women's promotion absolutely i mean we can we can say that things are getting better and we can say that there's more options and there is absolutely things have definitely gotten better but you know you're still you're still having you know maybe one women's match on a show you know sometimes two it depends some people have gotten rid of women's divisions completely like five factory pro wrestling no longer have a women's division or cw in court no longer have a women's division um so you know there is there is options and there's a place for everyone but i think with eve there's just something incredibly empowering about walking into a locker room of just strong women who all have the same goal um in mind and you know you feed off each other you know women understand women you know and when we want to structure something or when we want to plan something a certain way you know we don't need to ask permission you know we don't have to get a second opinion or anything like that you know it's the fact that it's a whole group of women just working together to make the the product you know different which is which is amazing and uh, just as we're winding down a little here and um, just uh, just in terms of opponents on the scene right now that you'd like to work with who stands out to you now who's someone that you would love to go out there and have a really really good match with and just just to work with in general really i'd absolutely you know it's it's always uh, my my work with these girls have always been brief it's always been in tag matches or you know i, have, I haven't been fortunate enough to work with them either so i would absolutely love uh, to get in the ring with kanji again um a lot of the time it's been in a tag match but i'd love um i'd love to face her one-on-one -on -one. i'd love to get in there with danny luna i'd love to get in there with rio uh, i think she's incredible and of course like emerson jane and lana austin are like 
incredible and I always love working with both of them they're two of my favorites so again I'd love to get in them in there with those girls again but there's so many girls across the UK as well you know so it'd be great I just want to work with everyone literally everyone that's that's completely fair and you did mention obviously working with uh north wrestling and kind of taking a lot it's kind of caught fire a lot recently in the uk it's kind of got getting a lot of attention lately so mm-hmm. i'm wondering what that experience was like just to shine in a light kind of just on the promotion itself and obviously your recent match there so recently I faced uh, Eve Bateman, she's the queen of crime from North, um, an incredible athlete, an incredible performer. Um, I got, <laughs> I had such a long travel day, so I was in RCW the night before. Um, I got home at 2am and I was on a bus to the airport at 4am. Uh, landed in Newcastle at 7.30, no, landed in Newcastle at 8.30, was at the venue from 10am. And I was there all day. So all I had to do was look, walk around, chat to people, see what the venue and the setup was like. And it was honestly incredible. It's one of the best soccer rooms I've ever been in. Everyone is so nice. Everyone is so friendly. Um, the production value is incredible. You know, just in general, the production setup, whether it be the stage, the camera crew, everything is done so professionally um, between production meetings and just getting in there and actually talking to the talent and, you know, explaining how they want certain things to be. It was just so, so professional and just a really, really good atmosphere. And even when people were kind of waiting to go in um, or making to wait, make their entrances, people were watching the product. So good to see people actually watching, you know, in between matches and stuff like that. So yeah, I loved it. I can't wait to go back. (laughs) And just, uh, Finally, before I give you a chance just to plug your upcoming bookings, um, Five Factory in general, I'm just wondering, uh, do you know anything about what's coming up in the future for Five Factory going forward and and so on and so on? You did mention, obviously, it no longer has a women's division, but do, do you have any updates for people on what comes next for Five Factory? You know, it all depends. You know, Katie Harvey and Phil Boyd have been doing this for years now. They, you know, we... I think we ran eight, they ran 18 shows last year, which is incredible for, mm-hmm. for um, the Irish scene to run 18 shows. Um, you know, we've, we've managed to, you know, keep, uh, keep our venue um, as it's, it's the same venue we train in. So, you know, we're, they're looking at different options now. I can't say like a lot about it, but there's some cool stuff coming up um, and it's going to be something different. And I think, People will be happy with with what's happening next, and yeah, I'll let them. I'll let them announce it. Ultimately, they ultimately they own the company, so they're probably the best people to ask. But um, they they've been doing this for a long time now, and you know, at at, at the forefront, Five Factory is a school, and um, you know, that right now that's our focus. There is to to keep working on the training school, and you know, the shows will come. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today, Debbie. Absolutely wonderful. Um, do you, is there any matches, uh, appearances you want to plug coming up? Obviously, you've got progress. Uh, yeah, we Progress on March 1st in Manchester. Um, I'm trying to think. <laughs> <Put> <laughs> you on the spot. A, lot of, a lot of them are surprises, so they haven't been uh, announced yet. So, you know, 
that that like as amazing as that is it's not <laughs> i can't promote it you know if, I, if i'm not allowed just people to keep attention to social media just keep keep yeah. an eye on, keep searching your yeah, name keep, your book keep, is keep, popping keep, up. An eye, <laughs> keep an eye on my socials um but yeah i've got lots coming up and um you know i'm i'm really proud of what i'm gonna be doing this year and um i'm gonna be ticking off a lot more debuts lots more countries and I'm just really excited to just get back out there and just throw myself at it, you know. And um, like I said, thank you very much today, Debbie. It, guys, if you are new to Fight for Overbook, make sure to like, subscribe for more interviews. Make sure to follow Debbie on all social media. She's an absolute star. And uh, yeah, yeah, guys, see you guys for the next interview.